natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Uh, we're brought to you by Gerson, Max Gerson Foundation, the Max Gerson Foundation, uh, founded in honor of my grandfather, Dr. Max Gerson, who was curing all manner of uh, chronic degenerative diseases back 100 years ago, almost 100 years ago. So uh, so we, uh, we honor him. He was called the most eminent medical genius ever to walk among us by uh, no less a light than, uh, than Nobel laureate Dr. Albert Schweitzer. And uh, they were lifelong friends. So uh, that's the judgment of, uh, of, of Nobel laureates. Uh, the judgment of the American medical system is that he was a quack because, uh, because he was doing things that were costing them money. So um, we founded the Max Gerson Foundation to take his treatment out into the next century, into the, uh, into the future, and benefit a billion people. And that's that's our job. If you care to support that effort, uh, you can support through PayPal at PayPal at MaxGersonFoundation.org. So uh, check into the Max Gerson Foundation website. There's lots of great information on there and more every day. Today we're talking to one of our favorite and recurring guests, friend of the show, uh, Dr. Andrew Saul. Uh, who has uh, just an impressive resume, uh, being having having a, do- a couple of dozen books to his credit, uh, having a website that's free for everybody to have just immense, immense amounts of information on it. He has an encyclopedic knowledge. Uh, he is a PhD uh, and has and has been a professor. He is the uh, editor in chief of the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. Uh, and he just has a, uh, if I was to go through all of his uh, qualifications, uh, we wouldn't have time for anything else. So we're just going to get, get on with it. Dr. Saul, uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, we want to talk about a very scary experience you just had. Um, welcome to The Power of Natural Healing, and thank you for being with us. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here and talking about scary experiences. Um my granddaughter had a very severe vaccination reaction, and uh, I'm very pleased that it came out fine in the end, but I'm going to tell you what was involved, because for a lot of kids, they will not have an outcome this non-bad. Uh, this was the dreaded DPT shot, which Barbara Lowe Fisher and the National Vaccine Information Center has been talking about for decades, literally decades. One of her children was damaged by this vaccination. Uh, the U.S. government has paid out some four billion, with a B, dollars in claims, and I think they pay too low and too rarely. But that shows that right there that vaccinations can't be entirely safe. 
And yet doctors tend to tell us um, not what the dangers are, nor will they even address the dangers if the parent brings it up. But the doctors are now actually instructed, and there are pamphlets that you can find on the Internet that show you this. Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, a nephrologist and board-certified internist, has gone into this in some detail. The doctors are told they should just comfort the patients and their parents especially by saying, you know, I've been in practice for a long time and I just feel a whole lot better knowing uh, you're protected and I really think this is a good idea for you and I care. That's all very well and good, but bedside manner does not substitute for truth. With vaccination reactions, often you'll have a child that has... um, Uh, mood changes or they'll be unhappy or they'll have a fever or they'll maybe even be screaming or crying. Sometimes that screaming and crying is very intense. Sometimes there's a high pitch scream, which is danger. My granddaughter had that. But the one that really took it to um, the top level of danger was uh, she actually fell down and could not walk. Uh, She was incapacitated. She could not walk. She was screeching. And um, this is very dangerous. A pediatrician with many, many decades of experience that I value, Dr. Ralph K. Campbell, uh, co-author of two books that uh, he and I put together. One is The Vitamin Cure for Children's Health Problems. The other is The Vitamin Cure for Infant and Toddler Health Problems. This very same Dr. Campbell said to me when he heard the symptom picture, um, the only one I was really worried about was uh, when she lost coordination and, and couldn't want. Well, what we did was My daughter had already been giving vitamin C to the child, larger doses than most kids get, because after all, I'm known as the mega vitamin man, and it did rub off on my daughter, Helen. Uh, The child was already getting vitamin C in sizable doses in preparation for the shot. But at this point, I said to her, you know, you just got to give her more. She said, well, I gave her quite a lot. I said, no, no, right now, give her all you can possibly put into her. So she gave her uh, thousands of milligrams of vitamin C just again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And the child was symptom free in less than an hour. Wow. Now, now Dr. Dr. Campbell said this was this was encephalitis. uh, Dr. Ralph Campbell said Uh, this is actual brain inflammation. And when you have brain inflammation, you can have encephalitis without losing your coordination, falling down and, and screaming. Um, But this was a very, very serious, very acute, uh, very dangerous form of encephalitis. So massive doses of vitamin C, we have to understand what we're talking about here. In a 35 or 40-pound child, we're talking uh, 20,000 milligrams of vitamin C in less than an hour. So we're talking astonishingly large amounts of C, more than anyone would ever take, especially if they were only weighing 30 or 40 pounds. But when there's a crisis, vitamin C is needed in really, really high quantity. So let's say you're on a really good diet, nice, whole, unprocessed, organic food diet, Gerson type of diet. You're going to get a lot of vitamin C just from eating your good foods, your fruits and veggies. And if you're eating well and not toxic, you're probably going to be okay. But you throw a vaccination in there, and all of a sudden the body's in crisis. Vitamin C is an antitoxin. Now, Howard, you're going to have as a guest coming up soon, a Dr. Thomas E. Levy, who is a board-certified cardiologist and vitamin C expert. And Dr. Levy uh, has several books on this. People that want to learn more about the antitoxin properties of vitamin C, just do a Google search for Thomas E. Levy. Looks like Levy. It's L-E-V-Y. 
and uh, you'll find a couple books that uh, Dr. Tom put together on this. So vitamin C is an antitoxin. It's also an antihistamine, an anti-infective, an antipyretic. It lowers fever. It's even an antidepressant. So vitamin C in quantity, large quantity, actually has a drug-like effect. And in a crisis like this, you need one. So we don't stop and say, well, should we be giving this child more orange juice? We have to put the vitamin C in there because it's an emergency. My daughter did exactly that, and the child did recover. This is the best part of this. Now, Helen wrote an um, article on this, which is available if you check the Internet or Google or DrYourself.com or my Facebook page, which is The Mega Vitamin Man. You can also find this article by going to the Ortho Molecular News Service, and it's called Don't Vaccinate Without Vitamin C. Just do a Google search for Helen Saul, S-A-U-L, case, and um, Don't Vaccinate Without Vitamin C, and you can find this free access article. It's very, very good, and I invite everyone that has children or cares about children or has grandchildren or has ever been a child, and that covers most of us, to be sure to read this article, many people are opposed to vaccination, and I think the numbers are going up every month. I think there's a movement in this country, and the media is going out of its way to ignore it. But I think people are getting more and more perturbed about constitutional eroding. It's not just enough that they say, well, look, you can't have a medical exemption. Well, that's a scientific political discussion. But now in California and Mississippi, and if the word goes the way it's been going in other states as well, they're even eliminating a religious exemption. And I don't like that at all because that's the First Amendment. And what will they eliminate next? People may remember the famous quote from a person living in um, Nazi Germany who said, when they came for the deviants, I said nothing. When they came for the this or that, I said nothing. When they came for the Jews, I said nothing. And when they came for me, there was nobody left to say anything. And if we let our constitutional rights, our First Amendment rights go by the wayside, uh, we are in trouble from more than just vaccinations. But staying on the topic. It's not about whether you vaccinate or not. People have criticized my daughter for getting her kids vaccinated, but she has no choice. In New York State, the laws are plentiful and they are strict, and they will take your children away from you if you don't get vaccinated, unless you have a bona fide exemption. Now, that exemption can be a medical exemption, which my daughter now has for the DPT shot, but only that shot. It's good that she has the exemption, but that exemption is at best limited, and you might say it's sort of shutting the stable door after the horse has bolted. The other way you can get out of it in most states at the moment is a religious exemption. But my daughter and her husband did not feel they wanted to do that. And finally, you can simply not get the shots and suffer the consequences, but that means child protective is going to be at your door and they're going to take your kid away and vaccinate it and possibly prosecute you. So vaccination is compulsory. It's not just a good idea. This is not a war of ideas. This is a war of power, a war of politics, a war of coercion. Dr. Saul, uh, we're, we're coming up on a break. Can I ask you to save that, uh, to save that thought and we'll talk more about it after we uh, come back? You bet. Great. 
we're, we're talking with Dr. Andrew Saul uh, about the dangers of vaccinations and how to uh, how to protect yourself from them, even if you must get vaccinated or have your child vaccinated. Uh, this is Howard Strauss, your host for the Power of Natural Healing. We're brought to you by the Max Gerson Foundation at maxgersonfoundation.org, where we invite you to look in and gather the great information we have there. Also, many other speakers and uh, and and pointers to, um, to to many other guests on the show, all of whom are uh, are, are just interesting and worthwhile listening to. Um, we uh, we uh, will be back after a short break uh, with Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, the erosion of, of human rights in this country. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com earthing. Everything is energy. It's all connected. Your energy can be seen as the foundation for your life and impacts all areas of living. Do you realize that your thoughts have the power to affect how you show up? Tune in for Healthy Energy with Margot, featuring host Margot Nielsen. Margot and her guests will show you that connecting to your energy is vital to your health, relationships, money, and more. Listen live every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Thank you very much for staying with us. This is Howard Strauss, your host. And we're speaking today with Dr. Andrew Saul about uh, the dangers of, uh, of vaccines and vaccinations and the uh, how they're being used to literally enslave the entire population, if not exterminate. Um, and 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 how we are basically losing our losing our human rights uh, through this through this effort by the vaccine manufacturers by our government and uh, and and how we are. Uh, how we are how we are being forced to take these poisonous substances and give them not just to us but uh, but to our children 
uh, with the draconian laws that uh, that are being passed at the behest of the uh, vaccine industry. Keep in mind that although the ch- although children have to get uh, up to uh, up to 80 vaccines before they're uh, before they're 18 years old there are 270 more vaccines in development and you can better be sure that all of the vaccine manufacturers are going to be uh, lobbying congress to pass laws making each and every one of them that's a total of 350 uh, uh, mandatory 350 vaccines and with the vac- with the with the effects that uh, Dr. Saul was talking about at the uh, in the last segment of one vaccination you can imagine what uh, 350 vaccines will do to any human being not just not just neonates not just uh, not just uh, uh, children but uh, but adults as well and, and and trust me they're coming after us as well uh, Andrew, do you want to uh, expand a little more on what you were saying about us losing our right to uh, free speech? Well, I'd be happy to do that. And I don't want to overstate this, but I'm not sure it can be overstated because we have had, well, those of us that have lived through this from the beginning, we have had a gradual eroding of rights, and that's usually the way it's done. It was in the late 1980s during the Reagan administration that the vaccine manufacturers, the pharmaceutical industry, successfully, and I mean successfully, lobbied the shorts off of Congress and was able to get through a bill that actually indemnified them from damage from their products. The vaccine manufacturers said, if you don't do this, we'll stop making them because we can't afford the liability. Uh, That may be true, but that should have been a wake up call right there. Well, let's just pass that liability on to the taxpayer. Yeah, that's a good that's a good plan. And not only that, the taxpayers is paying this because the government doesn't do anything but print money. It doesn't actually make wealth. No, it doesn't. And on top of that, you're actually paying for it because there's a surcharge on each vaccine to go into that fund to pay out to people who are injured by the vaccine. And the pharmaceutical industry doesn't have to account. Now, we know that power corrupts and we've heard that all power uh, corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So now we have the pharmaceutical industry, already the number one lobbying organization, already a trillion dollar worldwide industry, already entrenched with power in medical schools, medical education, and all through our lives, not to mention those wonderful ads on the TV. Is this drug right for you? Side effects include death. (laughs) And we put up with this nonsense. Most civilized countries won't even allow direct-to-consumer advertising with pharmaceuticals. We, of course, do. I wonder if that had anything to do with the lobbying. So this has been getting bad for a long time. It's been getting bad for over 30 years. So big surprise, it's not getting better. Of course, it's not going to get better. Uh, If you don't do anything about it, it's going to be no better if you're lucky and worse if you're not. So when you have a problem like this, you have to be ready. If you are forced virtually at gunpoint or at legal point or at any kind of point to get shots, if you have no choice, and must get shots because, like my daughter and my son-in-law, if they do not get shots, they will not have a pediatrician. There isn't a single pediatrician that will take them unless they have immunizations. 
When my daughter and my son were little kids, I did not get them vaccinated. This was back in the uh, late 70s and into the 80s and until they got into college in the 90s. My kids were unvaccinated. In those days, it was relatively easy. You take a religious exemption and then you talk to a doctor, you tell them about the exemption. The doctor says, well, we really want you to have shots, but you have a religious exemption and we're not gonna discriminate. So yeah, we'll see you as a patient. Just don't come crying to us if the kid gets polio. And you have to say, okay, uh, I won't because I've already read up on polio. And I know that Dr. Frederick Robert Corner was curing polio with vitamin C back in the 1940s, Doc. And I have the papers right here if you want to see them. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So what you've got today is a worse situation because undermining even a religious exemption absolutely is the kiss of death for any other kind of exemption. A medical doctor that gives your child an exemption for a vaccination is immediately suspect and they become a source of, shall we say, um, scrutiny for the state, for the insurance companies, and for the medical societies as well. So doctors are in a terrible spot. It's not their fault that they become, as Dr. Suzanne Humphreys terms them, uh, technicians merely administering shots. That's to a large extent what an office visit was in 1977 when my firstborn was an infant. I was surprised. They looked at the kid and gave him a shot and handed him back to me. And that's called a well baby visit. Uh, <laughs> to me, it was like, well, baby, they get paid for that. Well, baby, there's a good job. <laughs> we have today a real need to have a safety net for people that are forced into vaccination. I am not saying vaccines are a good idea. Why would I say that if I didn't give them my own kids? But my daughter and my son-in-law are living in a different world, so they have no choice. I want to emphasize that. It's not really their idea. It's not really my idea. So what do we do? We have to do the best we can and make it safe for the child. And we do that by giving the child high doses of vitamin C. Now, doctor, uh, back to Dr. Frederick Robert Conner of Reedsville, North Carolina. This was a board-certified um, chest specialist, Duke University Medical School graduate. Dr. Conner wrote... 20 medical papers, and he presented his findings on vitamin C in high doses to cure serious viral illnesses at an American Medical Associating meeting uh, around 1950. And he uh, got like two questions, and that was the end of that. So Conner and other physicians have been using high doses of vitamin C as an antitoxin and an antiviral for a long, long time. This is the backstory that you need to know why my daughter gave teaspoonfuls of vitamin C to this tiny little um, four-year-old girl who was having this vaccination reaction. The amount of vitamin C that is needed is the amount that gets the job done. Another physician, Dr. Robert Fulton Cathcart III, California, who was an orthopedic surgeon and vitamin C specialist, said, don't send a boy to do a man's job. The dose is important. It is all about dose. And the amount of dose, the amount for the dose depends on several things. One is the weight of the child. Another is the seriousness of the challenge. And another is how much you can get down the kit. The best way to get vitamin C into a child is to put it in something sweet. Uh, you can put it in sweet fruit you, uh, juice or a fruit puree or applesauce. 
But fruit juice works pretty well. And in my experience, pineapple juice hides the taste the best. Orange juice and grape juice are also pretty good. But you want to get something the kid actually likes. And you put all the vitamin C in a small amount of juice. And in another glass that you have within sight of the child, you have half a glass of their absolute favorite beverage in the whole world, but with no C in it. And the deal is you drink this little bit that you're not going to like. It's kind of puckery. That's the phrase we use with my kids. Drink the puckery part and then immediately give them the other. And that washes the taste right out of their mouth. So this is almost easy. If you have a kid that's going to kick about everything, you can always use what I did if my children were ornery. I said, look, you can do this or you can go to the doctor and get your shots. I won every argument. <laughs> they didn't want <laughs> oh, I never go up against Andrew Saul. Never. <laughs> well, uh, Howard, I learned this the hard way. Those children depended on me for their very lives. Absolutely. I was 22 when I became a father. 22 is a young age for a firstborn nowadays. Back then it wasn't young at all, but now it seems young. That child, well, you have to do their thinking for them. And this is what parenting is all about. And there's no shame in that. That's our job. And that's what we do. So I, with vitamin I've, C, I've, I've felt I've felt very very often uh, when raising children, I felt that I was fighting the child for their life. Yes. Because they didn't know, they didn't know. No. They just knew what they what they tasted, what they felt like, what they wanted, what they you know they knew pizza and they knew uh, uh, and and they knew spaghetti, but uh, they didn't know health and they didn't know that their lives were in danger. That's right. And with my children, when I would give them their big 12-ounce glass of fresh-made carrot juice when they were six, uh, that would be the first and only thing on their dinner plate. There would be a glass, <laughs> there'd be a glass of carrot juice, and I would say to them as they gave me the look, the frown, the pout, Yep. I said to them, drink this, and I'll give you whatever you want for dinner within reason. Yeah, great. And it worked. And I would have them have all kinds of fresh salads. And when we went out to eat, we simply went to a restaurant with a salad bar. My children would make, and this is not an exaggeration, they would make six or seven trips to that salad bar. And it was a beautiful thing to see. And I'm here to tell you that it worked. Now, there's many things that result in healthy children, but I am absolutely positively convinced that diet and nutrition which makes up every single cell in your body, must have something to do with the health of those cells. It just kind of stands to reason. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, it just, you know, it, it's, it's so logical uh, that you can be almost certain that the U.S. government and the medical uh, establishment in this country is going to reject it. It's just oh, perish logical. the thought. <laughs> too oh, logical. come on. That can't possibly be the case. After all, doctors are called nutritional doctors. They have nutritional disease uh, certification. They specialize in nutrition. They go to nutritional school. They get a nutritional degree. They prescribe nutrients, and they have the American Nutritional Association as their front organization. It can't possibly be. How, oh, wait a minute. I'm wrong. The, the yeah, word nutrition exactly. isn't in there at all. <laughs> not, not at all. We, we're coming up on another break, uh, Dr. Stahl. Can, can, uh, can you hold on to that thought? You bet. Thank you very much. This is Howard Strauss, your host for The Power of Natural Healing. We're brought to you by the Max Gerson Foundation. 
at maxgersonfoundation.org. Uh, look in on our website and uh, and pick up the great information that we have. Uh, and contribute if you uh, wish to support the kind of uh, information that we're bringing you. Stay with us. We will be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh King. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in to The Wellness Connection for the latest and most comprehensive information about health and wellness topics. From natural health and green living to regulation, political views, and legislation. Each week, hosts Peter McCarthy and Roddy Aglis interview renowned experts who will answer questions and provide the keys to your better health and better life. Listen for The Wellness Connection live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Thank you very much for staying with us. This is Howard Strauss, your host, and we're brought to you by the Max Gerson Foundation at maxgersonfoundation.org, where you can come and gather all kinds of fantastic and great information, like the information that you're hearing today. Now, we're talking to Dr. Andrew Saul, and Dr. Saul has long, long experience with the, uh, with the proper uh, reversal of disease using natural means, using natural means, vitamin C or other uh, herbal or, uh, or, or substance, uh, substances that, sh- that are natural, uh, natural substances, not uh, chemical concoctions from the pharmaceutical industry uh, that are going to cost a, an arm and a leg to even get and then don't work. Uh, uh, Dr. Saul, you were talking earlier <clears throat> about giving uh, giving children vitamin C in massive amounts, but uh, you were concerned about the dosage because you can uh, you can cause damage, can't you? Well, damage isn't the word, but you can certainly cause some distress. 
With vitamin C, you're dealing, says Dr. Frederick Robert Conner, who ought to know. He's the one who wrote all those papers, the um, board-certified chest specialist. Conner said that if vitamin C is the safest substance available to the physician. Now, that's a pretty strong statement, the safest substance available to the physician. In fact, Conner said also that doctors should give vitamin C while pondering the diagnosis. Wow. In other words, you give vitamin C before you even know what's wrong. And now Conner backed that up in his work and showed that it's good for so many things. But what I'd like to point out here is that some people will say, and your listeners are almost certainly thinking, well, what if I give too much? And the answer, first of all, is if it's an emergency, you can't give too much. In the case of my daughter, giving the vitamin C to save her life or her brain or both is the overwhelming, overriding concern. So you just don't ask questions at that point. You give this safe substance in a huge amount, knowing that it's safe and it has not killed anyone. And vitamin C, by the way, has not killed anyone. It is the safest substance available to the physician. The side effects with too much vitamin C are as follows. The first one is loose stool. If you give more vitamin C than you need at a given time, you may develop loose stool or just flatulence, gas, you know, um, the runs. Uh, this is all fixable. All you have to do is cut back. Now, with children, the one thing you do not want is diarrhea because kids dehydrate more quickly relative to their body weight because they're kind of small. So knowing that gas, just flatulence, the rumble in the tummy, that's close enough. You don't have to get to the point where they even have loose stool. And you certainly don't want to get to the point where they have diarrhea. Once again, in an emergency, giving a lot of vitamin C, even if the child had diarrhea, it would go away right away because when they get to saturation, obviously you wouldn't give any more. But first we save their life, then we make them comfortable. With vitamin C, dividing the dose makes it more effective. If you take a little bit of C very, very often, it works better than if you take a lot at once. But again, in an emergency situation with a vaccine reaction, you have to give a lot at once. It's a special case. If you give vitamin C and you do not get improvement, you probably didn't give enough. If you give the vitamin C and you get improvement and no diarrhea or loose stool, you got it perfectly. And if you give the vitamin C and you have improvement but you have loose stools, you need to back down. Some people complain about the vitamin C in their stomach. Vitamin C is ascorbic acid. People have this idea that acids are evil. That is not necessarily true. Cider vinegar is one example. Um, and citrus uh, fruits are another. Uh, many things that cows eat in the pasture are actually acidic uh, types of greens. They're good for them. In Vermont, they used to put the old vinegar cruet on the table and fish and chips and vinegar in Britain, where you go, there is no real problem with dietary weak acids such as vinegar or citric acid or vitamin C. Vitamin C is not quite as acidic as vinegar. It's um, about the same as lemon juice, maybe not even quite that strong. Bottom line is if the kid can handle a cola drink, they can handle vitamin C because the cola drinks and vitamin C are very similar in pH. If it bothers, you can simply take vitamin C with food, and the food acts as a buffer. 
or you can have it with more liquid, which acts as a buffer. A buffer reduces the acidity. Or you can give it with um, a calcium or magnesium supplement that will also reduce acidity. Or you can even get non-acidic vitamin C. Instead of ascorbic acid, again, a weak acid, you can get sodium ascorbate. And sodium ascorbate is neutral and it tastes better. My granddaughter greatly prefers sodium ascorbate to ascorbic acid. But because we don't want to have a lot of sodium in a child, especially a child that might be ill, we want to limit that sodium. And the way we can do that is to mix ascorbic acid and sodium ascorbate in about a 50-50 mix. The amount of sodium in uh, vitamin C is approximately 12%. So you'd have to really take an enormous amount of vitamin C to equal the amount of salt in one three-piece Kentucky Fried Chicken meal. And a whole lot of parents will give that to a child and think nothing of it. Well, that's that alone is a uh, is is an atrocity, and you know, because uh, because you know chicken chicken nuggets it turns out uh, are mostly fat and 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 salt and other things, not chicken anyway. Mm-hmm. So so you you know. It, that's why children are uh, children are getting obese and children are suffering these fat related diseases too right. so no so don't don't tell people that they're okay giving their children uh, three pieces of uh, kentucky fried chicken nuggets <laughs> well that is not exactly the spin i wanted let me rephrase what i'm trying to say is don't strain in a gnat and swallow a camel if you're worried about acidity of vitamin c then stop giving your kid coca cola yeah, if you're you worried about the sodium and sodium ascorbate, then stop giving your kid McFoods. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to establish a baseline of reasonableness here. I think children should not eat junk food, and you know that, and yeah, I know yes. you know that. And I think our listeners have probably guessed by now that I also think that way. But people say to parents, impugning their honesty, if, if not their intelligence and possibly even their love for their children – They'll say things to them, and they they can be very, very harsh. Well, you shouldn't give your child that vitamin C. It'll cause a kidney stone. But it doesn't. Vitamin C actually prevents kidney stones. It was Dr. William J. McCormick of Toronto, Canada, that showed that back in the early 1950s. And then we have Dr. Robert Cathcart, who treated, oh, I don't know, 30,000 patients with vitamin C. And he made a nice wry comment. He said, by the time I heard that vitamin C could cause kidney stones, I had sufficient evidence that it did not. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and, so we, and, and to, to, address, to address the uh, safety aspect of it, um, if, if, um, uh, if vaccines were so safe and so effective – then, uh, then one would expect that that nurses in hospital wards and neonatal wards uh, would not have to be uh, would not have to be coerced to take uh, vaccines because they are the ones that see the effects right away and they're the ones that see ch- sick children they're the ones that are most exposed to childhood diseases and and if they really believed that um, vaccines were the way to protect themselves. They would not have to be coerced at, at at the price of their jobs, even to take vaccines. But they but they do. They they don't want to take vaccines. They reject them in large numbers and have to be forced uh, legally 
forced in order to to take them, much like the rest of our population is. But the nurses are the ones with the medical knowledge and the ones who see the the, the effects of vaccines right away. So they know something about the about vaccines that we don't, and that the government is trying to gloss over. Well, I couldn't agree more. I would like to remind people that this decision should be personal. And in the beginning, years ago, when I started work in the health education field, that was 42 years ago, I used to say to people, I don't recommend shots and I don't tell you not to get shots. It's up to you. I'm not coming out in favor or against, but I think you should be aware of the risks. And I left it at that. But because of the coercion, because of the gunpoint vaccination, because of the eroding of our rights, I no longer have what is called vaccine hesitancy. A vaccination hesitancy is a parent that questions the safety of a vaccine. It's been recast and spun, so now the parent looks silly. Well, I used to have vaccine hesitancy, but now I don't have it anymore. Now I'm absolutely sure you shouldn't get a shot. And that's and that's the safest thing uh, entirely, because, you know, of, of all of the uh, medical procedures and substances and uh, devices that that are uh, that are on the market that get used millions of times a day in the United States, millions, literally millions, seven out of eight, seven out of eight. About 85% have never been tested for safety and, uh, and effectiveness. They've mm-hmm. never been tested. So- and then there's the flip side of that. We also have no publicity, no media access, no public awareness of available alternatives. Yeah, now, here's exactly. an example. Let's talk about autism. We could argue until the end of time if vaccines cause autism. I believe they do. There are those who are absolutely sure that vaccines do not cause autism. Let's move ahead. Let's just talk about kids that have autism, no matter how they got it. Can we help them? If you want to read more about this, there is an Orthomolecular Medicine News Service article called Vitamins and Autism, The Real Story. It came out about a year ago, uh, in, uh, pardon me, two years ago, May 26, 2017. It's online at orthomolecular.org, and you can find it through Google. I'm the author of Vitamins and Autism, The Real Story. This is an article, and it mentions the work of Dr. Bernard Remland. Now, Dr. Bernie Remland, wonderful fellow, uh, was interested in what do you do for kids with autism. The LA Times called him the father of modern autism research. This guy was good. Uh, he, Dr. Dr. Stoll, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. We're, we're coming up on our last break here, and uh, you've, you've just started on another fascinating, and I, I, want, to, I want to hear this uh, uh, subject, but we do have to have uh, we, we we are coming up against a break. Can we do this on the other side of the break? You bet. Thank you very very much. I appreciate it. This is Howard Strauss, your host for the Power of Natural Healing. We are talking to Dr. Andrew Saul, whose encyclopedic knowledge literally overflows everything. It's wonderful. Uh, one of my favorite favorite guests. Uh, stay with us. We'll be back right after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Perspectives with Dr. Badisha Patel is a program that explores emotional management for a healthier lifestyle. On each program, we discuss ideas that support emotional well-being, such as mental illness, relationships, parenting, and family connections, and much more. If you are facing challenges in your life, you can grow and learn by exploring new techniques in dealing with stress, anxiety, and relationships. Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel airs live Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by... Max Gerson Foundation at maxgersonfoundation.org, and we invite you to look in on there uh, for uh, for lots of great information, the kind of information that you hear on this program every week. We're talking to Dr. Andrew Saul, and Dr. Saul is is able to give us fascinating and important information about not only protecting your child against uh, vaccine damage, but if the child is vaccine damaged already with uh, with a case of autism, and th- tens of thousands of children are now damaged with or- autism, um, he, he can give you information on how to reverse or at least ameliorate uh, this condition. And uh, Dr. Saul, can you give us that information? Well, I'd be very happy to do that. I'm talking about the work of Dr. Bernard Rimland. And in 1964, he published a book called Infantile Autism. 1964. Time magazine said that uh, this was this was quite the book and a controversial one, to be sure. Well, it's even more controversial now. In fact, the organization that Rimland was associated with still uses his picture and his name, but they have basically backpedaled and they have downplayed and I think almost eliminated high dose vitamin and mineral therapy from what they recommend. I think they're trying to, uh, well, shall we say, revise his work. Well, I'm not gonna go for that because here it is. Melvin R. Warbach, a medical doctor, 
pointed out uh, as he reviewed nutritional treatments for autism, and this is a quote, quote, particularly exciting are the results of studies in which autistic patients were supplemented with vitamin B6, that's pyridoxine. For example, in one study, autistic children who appeared to benefit from supplementation either continued to receive the supplement or were switched to placebo under double-blind conditions. Only those children who were withdrawn from the supplement showed significant behavioral deterioration. Wow. Now, that's a double-blind placebo-controlled study showing that vitamin B6, pyridoxine, one of the B vitamins, very inexpensive, can stop children from having deterioration um, that autism, unfortunately, so often brings. Now, we're back added this. Magnesium is usually added. Dosages vary, and he even mentions the dosages. 500 milligrams of vitamin B6 is often given. 500 milligrams of B6, the RDA is 2, along with 250 milligrams of magnesium, which is about the RDA for a kid. The combination of B6 and magnesium does not cure autism, but improvements are sometimes dramatic. Moreover, all of the more than a dozen research studies, some of them double-blind, have reported positive outcomes, unquote. Now, this is compelling. It means that if a kid has autism, you're not going to wave a wand and it's going to be gone. It means that you can make the child have a better life, better quality of life, better performance at school, better performance at home, a happier child. Now, it's 500 milligrams of B6, which is a lot, and 250 milligrams of magnesium. Both of these references are the work of Dr. Remlin, and uh, the papers were published in two medical journals. One was the American Journal of Psychiatry. Where has this been all these years? Parents with autistic kids are too busy worrying about where it came from and pointing fingers, and that's understandable, but let's go back to what we need to do. Help the child now, no matter how the kid got autism, help the child now. Vitamin B6 is safe. You may be told that too much B6 can cause neurological side effects. That is substantially true. People that took very large doses of B6, thousands of milligrams a day, sometimes had transient neurological side effects. But 500 milligrams is below the level that these side effects have been reported. Now we'll adjust and say, okay, it's a kid, let's adjust down. If we do that, we have to remember we have to counter the possible neurological side effect, which is just like a numbness and tingling, which goes away as soon as you cut the dose, against the certain problem the child's going to have with autism. So I consider this to be a situation where the benefits are greatly outweighing the risks. You can always give less B6, and more to the point, you can give the B6 with the rest of the B complex, which reduces the risks even more. There have been only a very small number of side effect cases with B6. This substance has proven itself safe over the years. Uh, so and, now and, we... Andrew, we only we're having we're running short on time. Uh, I would like you, if you possibly can, to give uh, contact information or website information so that people can people who are interested in what you're having to say, and I, I cannot imagine not being interested in what you have to say, can find more information on their own. 
What a kind way to put it, Howard. The first thing I'd like to mention is I am not in practice. I am retired from that. I am not a medical doctor. I was an educator, not a medicator. I have a website called doctoryourself.com. It is peer-reviewed. It is free. And I don't even sell my own books there. I have pictures of them because people like to see all the different colors and covers from the many languages they've been translated uh, into. But I do not sell my books at my website. You can find them from any internet bookseller with great ease. Doctor Yourself, the book is my most popular. And the website again is doctoryourself.com. It is free access and it is peer reviewed and it has a lot of references and I've been told it's fun to read. To contact me, well, because I'm retired, that's not going to be all that easy. I, I don't accept clients and I cannot answer questions by email for a variety of reasons. You can understand that if you think about it. That's no way to practice and I'm not a physician and don't practice. So if you want to get in on the latest and have some semblance of contact with what I do, you want to go to my Facebook page. And that is The Mega Vitamin Man on Facebook. And there's a conversation there all the time. And you can take advantage of the new posts that we put up. I have a commercial website called andrewsall.com. I do teach a course on the Internet. And that will be coming up um, probably for availability in June. If you're interested in the Mega Vitamin Formula course, uh, that is a tuition-based course. But if you want to go cheap and if you want to go free, well, cheap would be my books and free would be my website. Don't forget the orthomolecular.org location for the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. Orthomolecular means nutrition. The Orthomolecular Medicine News Service is free by email, and again, it is non-commercial. You can easily subscribe. There's a link at DrYourself.com. My movie <laughs> is That Vitamin Movie, and if you are on Amazon Prime, you can pick that up through the Food Matters channel, or you can uh, purchase a copy at a good price from the producers. That Vitamin Movie is the world's first feature-length documentary on high-dose vitamin therapy, and it has over 20 academics, researchers, and physicians being shown on screen, and you learn how they use high doses of vitamins. With so, autism, a a Andrew, Andrew, we're uh, we're just about out of time. Any last thoughts for our uh, for our uh, uh, listeners? Yes, the most important one is don't believe what I say, look into what I say. My favorite button in the 60s simply said question authority. Uh -huh. Exactly. That's that's a, a wise and very uh, very tr trenchant piece of information and uh, and I think you should question everything, not just authority, but even uh, people people that you hear giving you advice about whatever. You should question that and look into it yourself and make up your own mind. Andrew, thank you very, very much for uh, spending your time with us, for giving us lots of great information and information that can protect and help thousands, millions of children now uh, in, in, the next, uh, in the next decade. Uh, we, uh, we are very indebted to you uh, for, for this information. It's very kind of you. It's a pleasure to be with you and all your many and ever-growing number of listeners, Howard. Thank you so much, Andrew. This is Howard Strauss, uh, your host for The Power of Natural Healing. Uh, and we are, we're here every week, and you can get, uh, you can get past shows uh, on voiceamerica.com. Uh, 
on the Health and Wellness Channel. Uh, we look forward to bringing you another show next week with another great guest, and this this guest will be uh, Dr. Tom Levy. In, in in between, listen to the advice you just heard and stay well. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week. We'll be right back.